0: Hello and welcome to the Veterans Career Compass,
1: where we meet with employers, veterans, military spouses,
0: and those in the community to hear their stories. I'm Rich Commons,
1: And I'm Jana Toner, and we're with American Corporate Partners,
0: the Veteran Mentorship Program for Meaningful Employment.
1: We'll be talking about employment,
0: and learning opportunities,
1: stories of growth and success,
0: and tactics to make your transition into the corporate world a little easier.
1: Thanks for tuning in. Hello, and welcome to another ACP Webinar Wednesday. I'm Jana Toner, Senior Vice President with ACP and your moderator for today. Today's featured topic is continuing the mission at Lockheed Martin. I love this title, a career with Lockheed allows you to continue supporting the military and continuing their mission from the outside. And the idea clearly resonates with the ACP community based on your enthusiasm for today. I can tell you that Lockheed doesn't just talk about hiring veterans. They also continue to support them once on board. They are enthusiastic supporters of ACP and they even hosted a two-day veteran alliance conference for employees earlier this year on topics relevant to veterans inside the company and invited ACP to participate. Those are just two examples of their support. Now, let me introduce our featured panelists today, starting with Francine Duncan. Francine is an ACP mentor, a U.S. Army veteran who did two tours in Iraq and two tours
2: in Korea and has been with Lockheed for 14 years. Take it away, Francine. Yeah. Hello everybody, my name is Francine Duncan. I'm a U.S. Army veteran. I served in the military for 10 years as a medevac pilot flying UH-60 uh, alpha model aircraft. And I started working for Lockheed Martin in 2009 and have been with them ever since. Over to you, Carlos.
3: How you doing? Um, And as mentioned, I'm Carlos Arcila. Um, I am actually Lockheed Martin's uh, Corporation's uh, Enterprise uh, Military Relations Manager. Um, And my job is to help service members um, find opportunities within the company. And it's not just uh, service members. It's the entire military community. So that includes spouses, spouses. I am currently at our Waterton campus um, in Denver, Colorado. So uh, it's uh, some pretty neat and innovative um, technologies uh, that are being uh, developed out here. And so uh, I myself am a retired Navy senior chief. I did 22 years in the Navy and uh, actually retired out here in Colorado and uh, ended up staying here. So excited to be with you all. And uh, I'm going to turn it over to Francine, where she's going to get started on uh, today's presentation give you guys a, a quick uh, overview of the company and then and, um, and i will get on as well
2: okay well welcome everybody it's very nice to be here i'm glad to be here to support and um, provide some information on Lockheed Martin we'll go through uh, the overview we'll go through what we refer to as our business areas and then Carlos will give us an oversight of what our hiring needs are and the focuses talk a little bit about our military relations and then we'll go through some q a. Who we are at Lockheed Martin, it's broken up into five specific areas, our our employment, our social impact, where our new hires have served in the military, our veteran-owned business impact, and our military transition support. Veteran employment, as you can see, one out of every five employees is a military veteran who has served or may still be serving in the Reserves, National Guard, Air Guard, things of that nature. Social impact is really about our fundraising, our charitable giving, and things of that nature, our volunteerism, um, and how we support our veteran charities in, in any way that we can. Um, and then where our, where our new hires have served, these are of course the way, uh, the services that we have support we have um, military employees from, and as you can see, Air Force is one of our higher ones, um, but we've got a great, great relationship among all of us, even though we have a little camaraderie there as well. Uh, The veteran owned business, this is a great opportunity that we have a specific group that's focused on ensuring we have veteran owned businesses that support Lockheed Martin overall as suppliers. And then, of course, our transition support and the fact that we um, have engaged with over 9,000 military community members in events just like this um, and other events as well to help support transitioning, whether they join Lockheed Martin or not. So we really uh, we are really thankful to be able to be to do that as well. Next slide. And then this is a little bit more about who we are. Um, So we have about 114,000 employees overall in Lockheed Martin, of which about 60,000 of those are involved in the STEM side of the business. Um, We have 395 plus facilities across the globe. And then we operate in 54 countries um, with about 7,800 employees that are international. Um, the one thing I wanna focus on here is very much like we as military, we focus on a mission, right? Our mission is we solve complex challenges, advance scientific discovery, and deliver innovative solutions to help our customers get people safe. And you heard Carlos mention that in the beginning video as well. This is what we refer to as business areas uh, just to sort of equate it to what might be familiar to you. You might refer to this in like the branches of the military. We have aeronautics, we have missiles and fire control, we have rotary emission systems, and we have space. The focus there, as you can see, is is depending upon that business area, but we all have some cross-functional operations with each other that we work together, and some of those products go on each other's products as well. Um, and then, of course, our sales, which is a big one. This is for 2021, of course, but uh, you can see we have for 2021 $67 billion in sales. And we've broken it across the four business areas that we have, our largest being the aeronautics group, which is where we uh, support the F-35. Next one being the rotary mission systems. This is where m- most of you maybe are familiar with Sikorsky and the Blackhawk products and Seahawk and um, the... the um, Uh, other aircraft that are related to the military through Sikorsky. And then, of course, we have uh, missiles and fire control, which products are used on those products as well, and space systems. This one is the one that's really near and dear to me. Business resource groups, many might refer to these as affinity groups, but bottom line is it's, it's all about the employees supporting um the group in an, in a way that's that supports inclusion as you can see there it's it's foundational communities to foster and enable continued change and inclusion we have a military veterans group of course um, this is made up of spouses this is made of a blue star gold star and then some people who have absolutely no connection to the military um, are actually leading some of our sites as as site leads uh, co-leads or even uh, corporate level type leads to support this It's Great opportunity for leadership and to get your face out in front of executives. We have the Black Excellence Council. We have the Able and Allies. A lot of connection between Able and Allies and military veterans, but it is also on its own. PAN is our Professional Asian American Network. WIN is our Women's Impact Network. PRIDE is our LGBTQIA plus group. Um, And then OLA is our Hispanic Organization for Leadership and Awareness. And they've had a very busy month with this being Hispanic Heritage Month as well. But we celebrate all of those heritage months across the corporation for every one of these business resource groups. Um, So, and a lot of companies do have these. So don't forget to ask about those in the culture part if you're ever interviewing with anybody, especially us. And the next slide. And then we'll go into our business areas and I'll hand this uh, first one over to Carlos.
3: Thank you, uh, Francine. Um, And if um, we can go into, um, start explaining each one of our business areas a little bit more in depth. Um, Next slide, please. And so we'll start off with Aeronautics. Um, As you can see here, Aeronautics is 30,000 employees um, across nine major locations. And we definitely have some, you know, very unique global partnerships there. Um, we understand that um, our customers, you know, really face some serious challenges, um, and we're we're called to to be able to deliver to them. So the aeronautics uh, business strategy um, aligns with the needs of our warfighters um, while we also address, you know how we as a company continue to grow. So uh, next slide, please. And this right here kind of talks a little bit about that. So to merge these views, um, we've developed, you know, a strategy within aeronautics into four uh, segments, um, and those are your combat air, um, ISR, air mobility, and sustainment. And um, we're really working closely to align the aeronautic business uh, with these critical customer needs. Um, and we're actually thinking beyond aeronautics to embrace more of an enterprise-wide approach, um, satisfying, you know, multiple needs across the business. Um, We also align our employee teams around these efforts and other long-term goals um, when it comes down to staffing and training and and retaining talent as well. So um, kind of like what we talked about earlier, right? Solving these complex, um, you know, issues that are going on right now in the world, Um, but most importantly, right, that multi-domain challenge um, is what's going to take all of us, you know, working together to, to be able to, um, confront you know, tomorrow's challenges. Uh, and next slide, please. And then enterprise operations, which is actually where I sit. So one thing, um, you know, one of the reasons why we do like to not only just explain the organizational structure of the company, but one thing I like to um, emphasize on is the mobility internally as well. Um, so I've been with the company now three years, and I actually started in space systems, which I will talk about later. Um, but enterprise operations is where I sit at right now. So there's that mobility to jump in between business areas, and the company actually endorses that. They, they actually support uh, people moving in the right direction. So enterprise um, operations is um, kind of like what Francine was talking about. We are that support staff. We are that um, the business area um, that ensures all the business areas um, are aligned, and that we utilize our resources um, accurately, you know, across all business areas. And as you can see, we're seventy-two hundred employees across the globe, and we're primarily focused on three uh, major areas um, that are our advanced technology laboratories, corporate headquarters, enterprise, and digital uh, digital transformation. Uh, next slide, please. And this you know, talks a little bit more in depth about what enterprise uh, operations, you know, really consist of. And so it's safe to, you know, you know think, you know, initially that you know, your enterprise operations is going to be more of your admin roles. And, yes, we have a lot of admin roles, but we also are working in our advanced technology laboratories uh, designing, uh, you know, things like electromagnetic spectrum, you know, autonomy and robotics. Uh, data analytics is a big, you know, piece of what we do, you know, to try to understand um you know, the ROIs and the key performance indicators on multiple uh, programs and and projects that, you know, we're running. And so, but corporate headquarters is really where you're going to find, and each business area does have their own, each one of these as well. So they're their own legal teams, um, own finance, own government affairs and human resources and supply chain. Um, But the people that work at enterprise operations are, like I said earlier, Um, We're the ones that are trying to uh, work together um, and understand what each business area is doing so that we could, you know, work, you know, more effectively and efficiently, you know, down the road. And then obviously enterprise business and digital transformation is where you'll find a lot of our IT um, and a lot of uh, data analytics, um, you know, type of work as well.
2: Okay. So uh, when it comes to the missiles and and fire control, you can see across the top, those are the main areas that they focus in. The integrated air, missile defense, strike weapons, precision fires, air superiority, and close combat. Um, And as I said earlier, you you will probably be aware that many of the uh, products that we probably do at Missiles for Air Control are on our F-35s, our our Blackhawks, and things of that nature out uh, with our customers and such. Um, We are 19,500 employees worldwide under MFC. Um, They're in 18 major locations across six countries. And you can see the the graph there um, depicting kind of the areas that we focus in on in that area. But one of our larger ones is of course our engineering and technology there. Um, But they're a leading provider of offensive and defensive weapons. Um, they, they have a very unmatched reputation for delivering our program commitments with 100 percent mission success rate right, every year. They have five principles, as I had talked about earlier, and they all correspond to vital capabilities to provide our warfighters and civilian customers in their defining moments. Um, so I think that gives us a very good overview of what our missiles and fire control looks like. Um, Uh, So we can probably go to the next slide. I think we show the, yep, the locations. And this is where you will see uh, a good bit of where we are located internationally as well as in the U.S. domestically, uh, as far as our sites go. And you'll see that we even have a location in the U.K., and um there's it may not show it in the other slides but we do have a support at the uk that does support all of our business areas in one form or another as well so um, i think uh, the next one is rotary emission systems and this is the business area i belong to and uh, this group uh, supports the rotary craft um, as well as you'll see in there we have c6 isr and I'll go in a little bit more into that here. Um, we have the Integrated Warfare Systems and Sensors, we refer to as IWSS, Sikorsky, uh, and the Training, Logistics, and Solutions. And we refer to these four as lines of businesses within the Rotary Emission Systems Group. Um, And then I'll go into a little bit more about what this is, but you can show, see here, we have 35,000 RMS employees worldwide in 16 different countries. And I will tell you that some of this is even supported with our field service representatives that support our products in our international locations where we have either military or civilian customers. Uh, Next slide. And this goes in a little bit more about which each of these areas are filled. Um, we have surface and undersea warfare, and you'll see there that, we're, that, that supports boats. It supports all of the firepower related to warfare on there, as well as undersea with our submarines and things of that nature. We support radar systems, satellites, all kinds of um, things that related to the rotary emission systems, and um, and to be honest, the rotary emission systems was a is a fairly new part of the business. in the fact that we ended up combining and reorganizing a whole bunch of businesses into one, uh, but we we've come together in a way that's just made it seamless. So, and then at the top, you'll see this is the one I'm the most familiar with is our utility lift, and these are our helicopters that support um, recon, assault, medevac. Um, the Marines, the Navy, you name it. We have aircraft in the Coast Guard. We have the new aircraft that we're developing for the Marine Corps, the CH-53K. And um, we support the VH uh, program, the presidential with the new aircraft that we're pushing out to them. And then it's the CRH, the Combat Rescue Helicopter for the Air Force. So uh, a lot of great new products have been out there, new development and things of that nature. And we're very focused across the board, a corporation on digital transformation and improving processes. Um, and that's a big push on the RMS side too with our reorg. Next slide. Um, I think, did we jump a slide?
3: No, I got that one. Okay. okay. And so I will um, talk a little bit about uh, space um, and it's actually the business area that I started. Um, I uh, started at the uh, Littleton uh, facility, um, more specifically our Decreed facility, um, but it's in Littleton, Colorado, and I, I can promise you this, there's uh, a sense of, uh, of pride, you know, when we see a launch happening, um, everybody in space is always on their edge, you know, uh, you know, lately here with the Artemis project, right, the Orion space capsule, you know, is on, on top of that, but here you, you see, you um, you know, where we're located at. Um, definitely each one of these areas can focus a little bit uh, on certain programs. Um, right now, uh, a hot fill is down in the Huntsville, um, Alabama area, you know, including Cortland. Um, a lot of hypersonics work, you know, that is actually being done out, uh, out there. So it's definitely some very interesting work, you know, being done um, across the country um, with space. Next slide. And then this one right here, very busy slide. Um, but it allows you kind of see, you know, what the space uh, system, systems uh, business area actually does. Um, one thing that Lockheed Martin Space um, prides themselves in is the amount of Mars mission, um, and it's supported every NASA mission uh, to Mars. And so that's you know pretty pretty cool um, to know that. Um, We've had a hundred percent, right? I, I'm, I'm always like, oh my god, hundred percent! What a number, right? Uh, mission success, and and you know, in as long as we've been around, right? Um, we've got almost, you know, we're we're creeping up on that one thousand number of satellites, you know, up there. So um, this business area not only focuses right on the military um, aspect of you know programs and and work, but there is also non-military uh, type of work that goes along. So um, your deep space exploration, um, the Orion space capsule, which is what you see there at the bottom right. Um, that is a human transport vehicle that essentially is going to be taking people from Earth um, to Mars and you know hopefully maybe one day even further than I mean I'm sorry from Earth to the moon and hopefully one day to, to Mars. Um, and so a lot of products like a lot of very innovative, you know very cool things um, just uh, about I think it was about a year ago. It um, may be a little bit longer. Um, there is a product, uh, Lockheed Martin product called OSIRIS-REx um, that utilized a system that was developed by an engineer um, here at Lockheed Martin that actually was able to take some samples off of the asteroid Bennu, um, and right now it's on its way back to Earth so that we could understand the origins of the universe and um, the early ages right, of, uh, of the universe, so very cool th- uh, things are actually happening out in uh, space systems. Next slide. And then here's where I'm going to get getting a little bit more into what people really want to know. Like, all right, Lockheed Mountain sounds cool, you know, but how can and you know, how can I be looked at or how can I be considered? And, and what's uh, I once was taught and told, told, hey, what's the secret sauce to actually uh, getting noticed at Lockheed Mountain? Right. So let's talk about our hiring needs, you know, and the focus. Next slide. Um, so this is you know what we're focus on focusing on right now, um, for tomorrow needs. Um, We have what's called our 21st century uh, security domains, and there's actually 14 areas, and here are some of them. So as you can see, um, artificial intelligence, machine learning, 5G, cyber is a huge one for us right now, and hypersonics, you know, directed energy and spectrum dominance. Um, You can see the core skills that around all the business areas um, we have in common that we're looking for, and then even some of the majors. But one of the things that I really want to highlight is um you have the majors is great but even if you don't have the majors just working in these areas or previous experience as long as you can demonstrate those skill sets a lot of our jobs when you see our postings you would actually see um, a degree in the following field or equivalent work experience and so that typically ends up to be you know a major question for us um, we are we understand right now that, um, experience and those skill sets, you know, are extremely important. So we are interested in talking to people in, you know, from multiple backgrounds. Um, whether you have a PhD or you know don't have a college degree, but definitely worked in those areas. Certifications is, is a big one. So especially in the cyber in the cyber world, um, if you have you know the appropriate certifications there, Sec plus, Net plus, you know all that stuff. Next slide. And hear a little bit more about, you know, those skills that are needed very specifically. Um, we have a lot of work um, on the bottom right. You'll see, you know, production line assemblers. You know, people actually work in these production lines. Quality insurance inspectors, you know, is a big one as well. Um, and we tend to see a lot of folks that were previous um, some sort of mechanical role in the military, whether it was working on aircraft or tanks or, you know, Naval ships, whatever the case may be, um, we understand that these individuals um, have to follow very certain steps, and those are um, the very uh, quality uh, skill sets that we need to fill quality assurance uh, roles. And so, a lot of stuff, you know, in, you know, in those areas as well. So, but um, this list is not all inclusive. So, if you have some other skills, um, we do have you know those opportunities as well. Next slide. So let's talk a little bit now, more specifically on military relations, and the different programs that we work, and you know how we can assist. Next slide. And so, before I get into explaining the handshake to hire, um, I often come across people, and usually, what I you know people come to me if I'm at an event or something of that nature, they will ask me, "Hey, I am fill in the blank, looking for an opportunity in the fill in the blank role." Um, in the following fill in the blank location Um, and my answer is typically the same it's um, yeah we probably have that we have over 5,000 jobs posted right now at LockheedMartinJobs.com as you can see there on the top right hand side you could actually go to that website and we have a very specific military landing page now I always think it's very important to teach people how to navigate uh, LockheedMartinJobs.com. There's a search function in there. If you have a very specific skill set that you're interested um, in utilizing in corporate America, right, in in, in the civilian sector, um, type in that skill set in your keyword search. um, And then I also advise you um, to look up by general, uh, by, by the very specific location that you're interested in going to or relocating to or where you're currently at. Um, and even look at opportunities, leave that blank and just put in that, um, that term. Let's say, for example, you have a cybersecurity background in um, your DOD 8570, you know, put that in there and see what results are yielded you know, from, that, from the system. And that way you can start reading um, those job descriptions, the basic qualifications and the desired skill sets and see if it's a match for you. But now at Lockheed Martin, we do have a very unique program. It's called Handshake to Hire. And Handshake to Hire is really a program that provides transitioning service members, veterans, military spouses, and caregivers, um, the resources um, they need to connect um, with LM opportunities. What we are essentially doing is we're gathering some very basic information um, about you, and we get you into like this kind of communication workflow that we have set up and we understand that not every transitioning service member is ready for employment right now but we still want to connect with you we still want to be able to get you information we still want to you know be able to reach out to you when you are ready and so this is exactly um, you know what happens here um, is so that we can go ahead and, and, and get the right communication at the right time and ultimately what we are doing is going to get you into what's called an opportunity wreck. Now, these opportunity wrecks, we have fourteen different opportunity wrecks, not associated with the other four, the the number fourteen that I utilize about the uh, uh, spectrum, you know, about the dominance, you know, areas that we're looking at. Um, but this is concentrated on: Did you have a background in avionics? Um, were you a pilot uh, in the military? Do you have a software background, a cyber background? Were you nuclear power in the navy? Right? Those. Um, those skill sets. And what we do is once the Handshake to Hire gets you in here um, and then we will get you promoted, you know, to different managers. And by scanning this, you will be able to join that Handshake to Hire um, um, sign up. So, and I'll, and I'll put that up later on as well. Next slide. Now we do have SkillBridge. Um, and this is right there, that link on the Handshake to Hire process will also get you information about SkillBridge. But we participate in Hiring Our Heroes and the DOD SkillBridge program. We are our own authorized SkillBridge provider called LM Heroes or Lucky Martin Heroes. Um, so we definitely have them and we can work with that. So next slide. And then these are our military relations managers for each one of our business areas. And so, uh, Francine talked about you know equate the business areas as you know DOD in the different branches. Um, well, each business area has their own recruiting teams, and these are the representatives you know for each one of the business areas. Um, you know, for you know, that can assist you know in that. Now, it doesn't mean that if you reach out to me and, and there's a question about aeronautics or one of the other business areas that we, um, you know, that we can't help each other out. At the end of the day, we are helping service members, um, but we uh, primarily focus on our very specific business areas. Next slide. And yeah, we'll leave it up for uh, questions. You know, right now, and hopefully we could uh, give you some answers. Um, and We'll leave this slide up so that you can register for the Handshake to Hire uh, while uh, we answer some questions.
1: Thank you so uh, so much, both of you. I know we had a ton of questions that people are really excited to uh, to ask. So we're gonna go ahead and ask the first one, um, probably the easiest. What is the best part about working at Lockheed Martin?
2: Um, for me, it's it, there's a couple of things I think that makes it great. It's the the uh, the dynamic and the opportunity for growth is one of them. Um, honestly, for the the biggest one, though, is probably for me is the culture and the fact that we have the business resource groups that we can come together as employees. It's sort of a a, a ground up opportunity for us to take some leadership in and give have our voices heard. To the corporation and support our benefits and things of that nature as well as our veterans as part of the company. Um, But then just the the people that I've worked with it's been it's been absolutely fantastic the teamwork that we're able to come up with and the processes that we're able to build.
3: Um, I'll add on to to that and and I agree with Francine. Um, The um, one of the things that I love um, is What we do, right? And at the end of the day, it's, you know, the title, right? Continuing your mission. I think it's, you know, something extremely valuable. Um, I didn't realize um, after retiring and separating that there's still that yearning inside of me to still somewhat serve, um, you know, for, for a greater good. And and that's something that I truly appreciate every single day. And I walk around. And I often tell engineers, "Thank you." Even those engineers that don't have that military background, I tell them, "Thank you," because they need to understand that what they are doing is truly and honestly um, providing, you know, safety right for the world in general. Um, and then the other thing that I really love about Lockheed Martin are my off Fridays. Um, so I get every Friday off, and that is a very nice thing uh, to be able to plan around that. Now, usually you see me working on Fridays, but it's volunteered, not because I have to be there.
1: Thank you. But what, what you didn't say, Carlos, is you also travel, I think, most of the week. So I feel like a Friday off is, is fair, right? Um, just tell me, uh, what do you, how would you all describe your company's culture and what a past employees done to succeed?
2: Uh, so along the lines of what I was just talking about, um, when, when I talk about culture, this is where I think the BRGs, uh, the affinity groups, however you want to refer to it are so helpful. Uh, a perfect example of this is one of the newest benefits we have available to us is for fathers to be able to take paternity leave, parent leave, we'll call it, um, when they have a child whereas in the past and some companies don't have that available to them that wasn't just you know something that was thrown out there but a lot of our brgs and the benefits of that were brought to the corporation and focus groups and conversations and that is what helps we we got um health benefits for people in the lgbtqia Um, who are married partners and things like that, whereas that was difficult to do in the past. Um, We've got all kinds of things where we tie together and we're very, very inclusive and diverse in our teams, not just our backgrounds. And we come together in a way that supports uh, not only the business, but our customers to ensure we're giving them everything they need to perform to their best ability.
3: You know, I agree. Um, You know, on another aspect of it, I think the mobility, the internal mobility and the opportunities to grow and develop also speaks volumes about the company's culture. We have different um, leadership development programs um, that people can take advantage of people can continue their education and Lockheed Martin pays for it. There are t- tuition reimbursement programs. Um, these all kind of talk to, you know, that um, desire to help people improve and, and, you know, get to that next step. And I've been supported. I mean, I've took a role um, within space and literally two months later, I was being reached out by corporate headquarters. And, um, you know, I was actually nervous to, to call my manager and say, hey, this opportunity came my way. And my manager told me straight up, like, Carlos, are you nervous? And as a senior chief, return, you know, retired senior chief, like, I was taught to be able to deliver bad news. Um, but I was I was nervous. And she caught it. She said, Carlos, are you nervous? And I, I was like, yeah, like, you just gave me my dream opportunity. And, and here I am. I'm telling you there's another opportunity. And she's like, why would you think that we wouldn't support you, right? That was the first thing. So I kind of, you know, right away I was like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, how, how amazing is that? Um, and second, she did tell me, why would you think that we – didn't recommend you, which kind of threw another loop. I was like, of course, she would know, right? Managers will talk to each other. Um, so, um, but yeah, it's it's just amazing, you know, that uh, leadership will support you in, in, in multiple ways.
1: That's so great to hear and really important in the company culture as well. We have a lot of questions about remote work opportunities. Do you, just Lockheed offer any remote work
2: Yes, for sure. I'm actually 100% telecommuter. I work for our Sikorsky line of business and Rotary Mission Systems. They are headquartered out of Stratford, Connecticut. I live in Bowie, Maryland. Um, When needed, there may be opportunities that I need to travel back up to work for here and there. But for the most part, I've been doing this since COVID. um, And I have not had to go on site for anything for the job that I do. There are, of course, uh, jobs that you may not have that opportunity if it requires some sort of a secret clearance or, you know, to be on site for some of those things. Um, but there are lots of opportunities for full remote. And most of the requisitions you will see, it will call attention to part time, full time, remote, and things of that nature. So definitely keep an eye out for those kinds of comments. But um, yes, we definitely have that ability to have the potential for remote jobs, just depending on what the role is.
3: Yeah, Francine, she nailed it. It really depends on, on your role. Um, and I've, I've even, right now, currently I'm working with a military spouse. She's got a, a software engineering background, and um, she, she's a PCS into Germany. And so we're looking at those. So that, that's another way that we try to support as much as possible, You know, particularly within our military spouse community, is that uh, remote work and see if we could align it up with something so that they are not affected by those PCS moves, right? I often look at the military family as the unsung heroes, right, of our service, right? So uh, because they have to basically redo everything, you know, from scratch every time that we, we transfer. So definitely opportunities there. And you can find those opportunities on LockheedMartinJobs.com. Um, if you look at the job description, it will tell you if it's a hybrid, if it's full telecommute, um, or if it's in-person only.
1: Great. Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought up military spouses, Carlos, because we do have a question of, do you offer any military spouse pathways?
3: Yes, 100%. Um, there's a, a, a military spouse that we have. Um, and oh my gosh, she keeps me busy with referrals. And I love helping those individuals out. Um, and yes, we military spouses go through the same handshake to hire process. Um, and we are trying to help, and you know, military spouses sometimes we've noticed one may not like to disclose the fact that they're a military spouse because they're afraid maybe an employer will look at that in a negative uh, way because they might be thinking, well, in three years, you know, we have to we have to leave. But let's say, for example, you're not in that type of remote, uh, fully telecommute role, right? Well, maybe you're you're PCS into an area where there is Lockheed Martin work as well. But we'll see if we can find, you know, something that you can transfer into. And once you're an employee, you can look for these opportunities as well. So once you get in, there's there's ways to navigate, you know, from one opportunity to the next. Um, So definitely – Um, Handshake to Hire is definitely one of the ways. And one of the best things that that I like about Handshake to Hire, I'm one person. And it's unreasonable to say that I am going to be able to service and help the entire military community. It's impossible. But what I can do through Handshake to Hire is expose you to hundreds of talent acquisition personnel through sourcers and recruiters and hiring managers that may find you interesting and you having a need that they're looking for. And so exposing you is the, the greatest thing that I can do.
1: Thank you. We've also got a lot of questions about security clearance. Can you tell us, do you have to have a security clearance to apply for a job at Lockheed Martin? If you don't have one, does Lockheed help you find that security clearance? Um, can you go through that process for us?
3: Sure. Um, and so, no, there is not. Uh, it, it, there's not a requirement. Sometimes I get that question as well. Like, is there a requirement for you to have a security clearance? No, there's not a requirement. they very. The jobs itself will tell you if you need a security clearance. So you need to understand that. Um, and and does Lockheed Martin help people obtain? Yes, um, they they definitely will take you through that path. Sometimes though, pay very close attention to the job. Uh, description and, and the qualifications that are needed. Sometimes it will say that must possess a an active, you know, fill in the blank level security clearance. Right. So if you have it, then go ahead and apply. If you don't, I would not apply. Um, but then there's other wording that says. Ability to obtain a security clearance. If the wording is in there like that, then that means that Lockheed Martin will definitely help you. But if you have it, make sure that that is very clearly noted on your resume when you are submitting. And you know, I typically tell people you don't want to put your security clearance, you know, on a blanket resume, you know, and get it out to the rest of the world. But if the job that you are applying to requires it, then go ahead, put it on there. It's a, it's it's a need to know, you know, type of situation. Um, I also get the uh, the question related to security clearance of what if you had one that was expired i would also tell you to make sure that you put in the, that in there and let them know that you that you possessed one at one time because the message that you're sending is that you do have the ability to obtain a security clearance or more likely than not you do have the ability to obtain one because you had one at one point and then depending on the customer it could also mean the differences on the length of you know how long it will take to actually obtain a security clearance. You know what what that scope of investigation will look like. Great question.
2: Yeah, and specifically that was me as well. I was somebody who my had mine had expired. I went into a job that required it, and because I had one, um, mine was done in a month. I was able to get my security clearance in a month or less. Whereas new civilian people, it is a bit of a struggle, but it can be done. But there was a delay, so yes, that that just definitely makes a big bonus.
1: Great. Thank you. So we're running close to the end of time here, but I want to get two more questions in. Um, The first is from Victor. He's considering uh, considering the the reserves. How does Lockheed manage, um, Lockheed Martin manage active reservists when they're called up? Francine, you want to
3: answer that one?
2: um i can talk a little bit to it so i will tell you the milvet brg has been a huge uh, has a huge impact in this in that we ensure that we're that our reservists, our guard folks and all that are getting the benefits necessary. But there is an entire policy around how it works to be part of the military, how your leave works. Uh, There's a company that we use as a third party that manages all of that. Um, And and we continue to get the feedback from our employees when there is maybe a one-off situation or a gray area that's not covered to ensure that we talk with our contractor, our HR business partners and, and benefits about how we can kind of ensure sure that. And and just as a comment, one of the things that the BRG, the MELVET BRG is working on is talking about how how we can better support even our military spouses, along with the same kind of benefits that we give for those folks that tie with um, reservists and stuff that get called into active duty or go on your drills or get deployed and things of that nature.
1: Great, thank you. Well, we're about out of time. I'm sorry we couldn't get to all the questions. There was so many, uh, so much enthusiasm out there for Lockheed Martin. I do want to give you each 30 seconds to um, share anything that you didn't hit yet that you'd want to make sure that you mentioned. Um, I know people want to know, you know, how do they make, how do they make their resume, how to make their application really stand out when they're applying for a job.
3: Um. Make sure you read the job description, the basic qualifications, and the desired skill sets. And you've probably heard this a lot of times. Tailor that resume to that very specific job. You're better served spending two to three hours applying for one or two jobs than spending two to three hours applying for 20 to 30 jobs. Utilizing some blanket, you know, one-size-fits-all resume. And focus in on those skills that are particular to the job that you are applying to. Um, and the keywords are exactly what's listed in the basic qualifications and the desired skills. That's what's going to get you uh, past to the next step.
1: That's great advice. Thanks, Carlos. Any
2: last, uh, last advice, Francine? Um, the big one for me is just remember kind of where you're coming from as a military person. One of the, the jobs I always say that we have is project manager. That uh, Accomplishing a mission and, and completing it is, is project manager, whether you're enlisted, whether you're an officer. Um, so think about that in terms of what you're looking for, too, that if you're not sure what how you fit, Look for those kinds of opportunities and that might help too. Um, and that's specifically for those that are not quite sure how they fit or what kind of role they're looking for. Uh, so that's just uh, one piece of advice I wish I'd had when I'd done this.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you both for taking the time out and sharing all your insights about working at Lockheed Martin and how to apply for jobs and what it's like to, like, to work there. We really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks, everybody who attended today. Um, follow us on LinkedIn if you don't already and have a great day.
0: Thank you for listening to another edition of ACP's Career Compass Podcast.
1: Tune in every week to hear more stories and conversations from our community.
0: If you're a service member, a veteran, a military spouse, or if you wanna become a mentor, visit our website at acp-usa.org.
1: And if you'd like to donate to ACP so we may expand our reach to even more veterans and spouses, you can do so at the ACP website.
0: All links to support ACP will be found in the show notes
1: have a great rest of your day and thanks for tuning in